Hey everybody and welcome in to your Corporate Global Dynasty podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hawes. And I'm your host, William Spicer. Spicer, it's good to be back for episode two. We got to finish off our season preview. We got predictions. We got hot takes. It's going to be a fun episode. Mm Mm-hmm. This is that episode that everyone's waiting on, I feel like, including myself, to just get to, to talk about what we think. It's it's the time when everything is possible, you know? It is. Uh, there will be feelings hurt, I'm sure. There will be surprises. Uh, I can't wait. Um, we also get to look back at last year. Uh, we were, uh, you know, a little behind on some, some admin things at, at the end of last season. So we actually are going to announce our corporate global uh 2022 awards as well from last year so that's exciting indeed indeed we finally got all the votes in we did all right uh before we get to any of the exciting stuff spicer we do need to talk about a trade that took place uh, right after our episode last week uh you sent away nick Foles, uh famous um former super bowl winning nick Foles, for a 2023 fourth to Katie. Yes. Um, I liked it. Talk, talk to me about it. Oh yeah. This is, uh, when, so when she made the trade for Justin Herbert, she got Matt Ryan, Nick Foles is Matt Ryan's backup. And so she, she now could be a little bit short there. So I felt like it would be, she would be quite interested in him. And for me, I was like, I'd love to get another pick. I don't want to have to go back and forth because it's roster cut time. So she had a fourth Mm -hmm. that I think could be a pretty, could be an early round fourth round pick. So thinking of like, sort of like being a late third. Um, And so there, it was almost no negotiations. I sent it. She accepted. She had roster space too. She barely had to cut, cut down roster anyways. So yeah, it was a nice, easy trade. I feel, it feels like a classic win-win. As you know, I like to keep backup quarterbacks just generally. (laughs) <laughs> and that was one where I was yep. like, if I'm playing Nick Foles because of my other backup security blankets, like it's already gone. It's it's gone amok for me already. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. Uh, no, I think it's a great a great trade. Like you said, kind of win win. No nonsense. No nonsense there. And um, I uh, kind of forgot that the Colts had Nick Foles behind Matt Ryan because I was so excited for Sam Ellinger's success, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, if Matt Ryan went down, he knows what to do. So yeah, great, and Nick Foles, is, he, he's he's probably up there. I mean, that was one of the only reasons I was holding him is he's he's one of those backup quarterbacks, kind of like Gardner Minshew, where you're like, oh, if he plays, mm-hmm. like he can actually win football games or do so, silly stuff. He does silly yeah. stuff. He's he's he, they're sort of like the new, uh, oh gosh, what's a Harvard man's name? Uh, Fitzpatrick. Yes, thank you. They they feel a little bit like that. Like they can come in and do some some <clears throat> crazy magic stuff for like two to four games, and then it falls apart. But yes, totally agree with that. All right. Well, with that out of the way, we've got a big show. Let's get right into it. Um, Spicer, we can uh, we can just alternate announcing these awards here if you'd like to. Um, I'm gonna start off with. Uh, they weren't really in a good order anyways, but we're just going to go in the order that we had them on the on the poll. Um, our first award is a GM award, and it was for best trader. And I'm curious to hear. I, I Honestly, I don't even remember what the big trades this person made last year, but the winner for best trader is you. Oh, yes. I, I saw that, and I was like, oh, I'm very, I'm very uh, grateful for this award. 
Um, I'm guessing the the only the two trades that I remember happening were um, I traded Hollywood Brown in a first for Mark Andrews, like getting I got Mark Andrews mm. early on in the season. Um, yeah, that's a big one. And I also traded and got Amari Cooper. Um, with the god kings for kirk kirk cousins yeah it's for cousins and like jamal williams from the lions and like a third round pick i think yes that's right um and so those are those are like the those are the two that i remember having i do i do tend to have some like little ticky tack trades that happen as well throughout the season but those are right. the big ones <laughs> Yeah, and I think um, the Mark Andrews one, and that definitely felt like it propelled you to the uh, the championship game. So I think that probably influenced people as well. Um, I think I voted for Colton um, in the poll. It was it was between me, you, and him. I I thought Colton just made a lot of trades that kind of reformed his his team and. Uh, made him a contender but i guess time will tell on on some of those but he traded you know traded away um oh what's his face andrews i can't remember now yes he traded him away to you and he traded eckler right am i thinking the, the right person mm -hmm. yeah yeah traded away eckler too so and then he also traded away after the season was over uh Hollywood Brown again after getting him from you for Najee Harris, which that was like I said that was after the season. Uh, that so that's more for this year. But, um, but yeah, congrats on on winning best trader. Thank you. Yes, and also I also wanted to shout out the Amon Roth trade as well for Pitkins. That was another oh, yeah. after the season. But, um, just thinking about it, it's like he was he's been quite he's probably been one of the most active b big traders, like highest volume yes. to highest. Uh, biggest names involved yeah and i like that trade for him um getting juju i think could be it, it could pay off huge if juju you know revitalizes his career in in kansas city i don't know who he got with that pick that he got in that trade but that that's another good one yeah all right uh what do we have next so next up is going to be uh, the GM of the year. So that was best trader. So this is for the best overall GM. And this one's going to go to Wyatt of the in the winter faces. Um, Congratulations, Wyatt. I think um, that one was just between Wyatt and Rob. There weren't a lot of nominations uh, <laughs> last year for, for GM of the year. Um, and you kind of had the, the classic, like, do you pick the guy who just dominated all year or do you pick the team that, kind of surprised people for a good run in the regular season um i i think i voted for wyatt but uh both both men very deserving yeah i i voted for wyatt as well and i think it was because of the he was the more active of the two gms not saying in terms of he was part of the eckler trade and making some other moves. trades like yeah. moves cmc um all he also had the uh the boston scott pick up right before the championship game and played him for 20 points to yep. win which is why i keep just crying and laughing as boston scott just moves on and off of the winter face and roster <laughs> <laughs> yeah he is a journeyman just the poor guy keeps getting signed to the practice squad and then getting cut again uh 
we will see. I'm sure that it'll happen again at some point this season. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just uh, one of those seasons where a team dominates throughout. I think he only lost four games, uh, and I, those were some of those were probably. I think one time he probably picked up two losses in one week because of the median. So uh, truly dominating and cruised to the championship uh, with close victory over you at the end. But yeah, very much deserving. Indeed. All right, next we're going to go with the roster that was voted best poised for the future. In our first year, that was the Cheetahs, which are now the Mooses. Um, and they were in the in the poll again, nominated. But this year, uh, a different team was voted for that, and that was the Popular Ballers. Um, I'm not surprised by this. We we talked about this, I think, towards the end of the season on the pod that the, the Ballers were looking dangerous. Um, and just looking through the roster, lots of young stars here um and still got some draft capital two 2023 first uh in the upcoming draft so uh the the young man jacob park has lots to look forward to agreed yes um and we, and we talked about it throughout the uh the season as well just as as the kind of tank was going on that his roster is going to be very scary very soon yeah, I'm very curious to see how Javante uh, Williams and J.K. Dobbins do this year, um, and we'll we'll talk about them again later as we look at the the rankings. Yeah. All right. Looks like the rest of the awards are going to be player awards. Uh, so Spicer, start us off with uh, one of those. So the first one we're going to have is the player of the year. So this was voted just best overall player and this one's going to go to none other than hunter Hawes's jonathan taylor oh yeah <clears throat> very excited about jt i think uh this was like some of his hype coming out of college was that he could be this level and then there was like some people who around the time i traded for him in his rookie year because they had a slow start with what was going on in, in indy that thought he wasn't going to work out uh, but he definitely did. So um very happy with that. Uh, sad I couldn't utilize his, his amazing season as RB1 to do anything with the rest of my team because everyone was in shambles. But uh, I thought that was a pretty pretty solid pick. Um, Cooper Cup, big-time snub. I think he'll have a, ch- a chip on his shoulder for not being nominated because uh, I think it would have been a close, close race. But um, either way, uh, jo- Jonathan Taylor gladly accepts. Oh, yes. And this might be a little bit of East Coast bias because I know that one of the things yeah. about Cooper Cup <laughs> is like I just don't watch him play that often relative to other other yeah. other players. All, all the way out there with the Rams and no one cares. No, no one actually roots for the Rams anymore. So, All right. Next, we had uh, on the flip side, the, the bust of the year. Um, we debated this the, the last year kind of is this someone who just sucks is it an injury um you kind of had both on the nominating list but uh the player that won is the player i voted for which is biggest bust of the year clyde edwards a uh, of the pit kings yeah i think i'd have to agree he he really struggled in his in his he had the sophomore slumps bad he did and you're a little worried this year just based on them bringing in ronald jones lots of i don't know if it's you know, real hype, but around Isaiah uh, Pacheco or whatever his name is. So uh, a lot of eyes on him this year. See if he can 
kind of keep some production going forward. Agreed. Yeah. And, you know, like he, he was a little, you know, he was banged up throughout the middle of the season and stuff. So he, yeah. he certainly had some other issues going, but uh, yeah, I think that's a, I think that that's a pretty good, pretty good bust of the year selection. Yep. Injury and a little bit of underperformance. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. What do we have next? Next, we have the most coveted player. So this is just the player that everyone wants on their team. And yes. n- no surprise here, but this player is Jamar Chase of Touchdownton Abbey. Yep. That was clearly the, the one to go for in my mind. Voted for him. Uh, I was surprised looking at the votes. There, there actually were several people who voted for Justin Jefferson, and I think there was one vote for Jonathan Taylor. But... Uh, Chase came out with the most votes. I don't know how you don't want him after his rookie season and being attached to Joe Burrow. Oh, yeah. It's because Justin Jefferson's just cooler. <laughs> he I, is. I, I, I like, like I like the purple a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's more about the, the... It's a little... I think it's the Randy Moss swag versus the, the Chad Ochocinco swag in Cincinnati. Like, that's... I kind of compare them to other players of wide receivers at those teams or like digs being in Minnesota. And there's still yeah. something about like, Oh, liking a Bengals player. No, 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 no. Yeah, for sure. I think if I didn't own Jefferson in, in our other league, uh, I probably would have voted for him as well. I was torn to do it either way, but um, yeah, I think there's a small part of me from, from childhood that kind of liked the Bengals a lot because mm. there's some Bengals fans in Kentucky, me and, and Zach, Pittman both liked the Bengals when they had Carson Palmer, TJ Hushmanzada, and all those guys. Chad Ochocinco. So I, I like seeing them have exciting players again. But yeah, Chase is amazing. Yeah. Speaking of Chase, we're going to stay right here talking about the guy because the winner of Rookie of the Year in a runaway contest was also Jamar Chase. Yeah, no, su- <laughs> uh, no surprise. Yeah. Only real competition was Najee Harris because um, he did have a pretty good season fantasy wise but i think for nfl and real football just can't really combat what he did yeah it's pretty absurd i mean the uh, yeah it was absurd great season yeah insane all right and then our last award to go for is uh our, kind of our breakout prediction the mm-hmm. player most likely to take a huge step forward in 2022 2023 goes to none other than the tight end himself kyle pitts ah uh, yeah um i voted for did you vote for pitts i did not okay uh i actually even though he won the award last year i voted for tua again <laughs> oh okay yeah i feel like he might be uh, everyone thinks he takes a step for eternally until his career is over i'm afraid yeah <laughs> he feels like he might be that kind of quarterback <laughs> which is not bad but yeah he, he could be i just think if it's going to happen it's going to be this year with tyree kill if it doesn't then it's not going to i also just think that uh i was i thought he was more likely to to put it all together this year versus pitts i still think pitts is going to be great and will keep getting better i don't know if it's going to be a quote-unquote huge step forward but maybe oh so so i think it's going to be a huge step forward and here this is where i'm going to be a little bit in like there's no stats this is like a total like kind of like me trying to be football mindset but arthur miller or arthur smith 
being from mm-hmm. t- the Titans having Mariota. And I think about those Delaney Walker, like how Delaney Walker was used during Ooh, that yeah. partnership. Yep. And I think like Kyle Pitts as the Delaney Walker for Mariota could be like, he could be getting the ball all the time. Um, yeah, yeah I, I could see that. And I also think that uh, Mariota is like the type of quarterback who he's he's not limited in that he's like horrible as a player but he's not gonna just be out there slinging like he's not a gunslinger you know so i think that like having kyle pitts as a stable option could be something that happens that where he's just going to him a ton um especially i don't know what drake london will be like in his first season so uh with calvin ridley suspended um We'll see. I, I I definitely think he will do better than he did last year. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, it sounds like they want to use him more as a wide receiver this season. So, yeah, I think that's interesting. Which, I mean, they should. Yeah. <laughs> so, rightfully so. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was your 2022 Corporate Global uh, fantasy awards hopefully next year they will actually happen in february when they're supposed to and it'll be a little more fresh on our minds but uh it's never too late and once the podcast has been out for a day or so i will add all of these awards to the players player notes so that we can remember and gloat forever mm-hmm. all right uh spicer before we get into the excitement of the rankings which everyone's waiting for um i want you to talk a little bit about to our listeners how we have this this massive spreadsheet here with where we've been tracking our preseason predictions, uh, some ranking things, and points for utilization. Talk to us about what we see in the data. Yeah, so we started doing this after our first year where we we made our predictions for the season. And then at the end of the season, we go back and we we go and check out how Hunter and I did with predicting the, uh, the scorecard for where everyone would end up in the rankings. Uh, against what actually happened. And there are four criteria for sort of like where our rankings fell. So we had the regular season rankings and then like the rankings taking into account playoffs. So like, you know, your regular season happens, but then if you were say in fifth, but then you won the the playoffs, then, and won the whole, the league via that method, then like this would sort of take into account that. Then we have your points for score so this is like to control for did you get some bad matchups and then a max points for score just to sort of control for um that's more of like an added fun thing to see like which yeah. which gms potential. are uh yeah which gms have maybe the most potential and just didn't quite get the uh the right starting lineup in so to start off the after from the 2021 before we get into it hunt and the way we do the scoring is we take where we ranked everyone like one through 10 and then we just sort of sub, su- subtract what we th- where we thought their position would be versus like which direction they moved in to get kind of like mm-hmm. a a score and hunter and i we both did better than the previous year and our total deviation was about a minus 22 and we both had that same score um for the regular season so we each had a Good couple. Job to us. Yeah, we each had a couple <laughs> misses. We each had a couple hits, but overall, we uh, we did all right. Yeah, I think the thing that probably hurt me the most was I had the Flaming Hot Cheetahs fifth 
<laughs> uh, and I had you seventh. So the, those two were pretty pretty bad. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. But we, and also we both had we both picked uh, like the winter faces high, the matriarchs. We we each had several of the of the spots pretty close through the middle there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The one that hurt me yeah, the I think most. God kings. Oh yeah. We had that both of those correct. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, the the one for me that really hurt was touchdown to Nabby. That one hurt both of us. Yeah, I think you had them tenth, and I had them like eighth mm-hmm. or something like that. So a lot of disrespect as we've we talked about all season long. Yeah, and Rob that definitely and Rob reminded us hurt of. us as he should. He did. He did. Uh, yeah, rightfully so. I love it. Um, but I think the, the thing I'm most excited about when we get to, the, to this year's rankings is that team. I just I'm so excited to see where we both ranked them. Yeah. <laughs> after two years of disrespect. <laughs> yes, me as well. And then before we before we move on, so that's sort of in general we're we're we we have an average sort of miss of about two spots, I guess, across our ten picks. So you can say anywhere you get picked, you're going to be plus or minus two from there. <laughs> Um, yeah but which is um, a whole spot better than we were in year one yeah exactly we're so we're we're doing better we're it's 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 all starting to come <laughs> together now um, yes now this one the max points for versus their the actual points for so this is kind of just the idea of like if you could have played your best roster every week how far off were you um and for the most part it, it's tough popular ballers had the lowest but that's because they started tanking the earliest so that that would right. make sense same for the not, not a true yeah faithful number there um i think one of the most interesting ones the the ones that most interest me are the god kings and matriarchs and mm-hmm. i just thinking about like which players were sort of like sitting or or not playing uh I think God Kings, it was probably the Cordero Patterson pickup. And then like when he first started popping off, not knowing to play, if you should play him or not. Yeah, um, that's a good one. Um, and for the matriarchs, I'm, I'm not so sure, but I, I couldn't quite peg like. Where, Who was popping off on the bench? Yeah. And like where she wasn't starting them. Uh, like. For the most part, she was playing all of her. What I, you know what I mean, like. Yeah, and sometimes with those, it, it it can also just be like when your starters just have bad games. Even just a a bench player having a you know an average game, those can start to add up quickly. Uh, yeah, that's true. In those points as well. Um, you know, a, a couple two-point games from a, a good player and a guy on the bench scoring nine you know those can add up yeah and then uh at the top of it we have uh the winter faces and touch touch downton abbey as the top two for uh best utilization which not not too surprised there but with the winter faces i am that's pretty good considering he had patrick mahomes tom brady and joe burrow even just picking those quarterbacks each week Mm-hmm. you could you could find yourself in some crazy deviation so um yeah absolutely and also the number of times he waiver picked up so pretty good a well-oiled machine indeed yeah so just wanted to give you some some stats about what's been going on from the uh 
how everyone's doing in terms of picking picking the starters and we'll see how having the extra um the extra flex spot affects that this season. Oh, yeah. Will the will we we'll get a little Great bit point. better because we can play that that one extra person who maybe would have been on the bench or does it get tougher? Yeah. Very good point. I'm excited to see how that how that shapes out. All right. It is the moment you've all been waiting for. We've all been waiting for the 2022 Hunter and Spicer <laughs> predictions. Um, Spicer, I, I can't remember how we did this the past couple of years, but do you want to do one list at a time or do them like number at a time? Yeah. So so last the last times we've done this, we've done it as one of us goes and the other one goes. So mm-hmm. I guess that's, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if there's a perfect way to do it. I'm fine with either one. Um, I kind of like, I, I think, I think that each of us going one at a time because it's too hard to do the back, yeah. back and forth, I think. Yeah. It, when we go back and forth, we wouldn't remember. Uh, it, it doesn't mean as much. All right, let's do it. All right. Um, I did mine in tiers uh they're, they're still ranked inside the tiers but mm-hmm. i did tiers and i named them so i um i want to i want to start uh because <laughs> my 10th one i i it's a little silly i guess but it has a, a very funny name so starting off my list this year and predicting 10th place uh it, the the team is inside of a tier called the you need to trade Nick Chubb and Matt Stafford and see a next year tier. Mm-hmm. And so in 10th place, I have the, the Marley magic. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I, I was looking at, at the Marley magic roster and I just think after trading away some, some pieces uh, with me earlier and then just with AJ Brown, ETN, Ayuk, fan acres, there, there's a lot of youth here. Um, and there, they do have several starting quarterbacks. But I just think that none of them are like going to be producing high enough numbers to compete because we have so many other really good teams. Um, I don't think the team is horrible. I think they can compete, and I think they will beat some some teams this year. Um, I just also think you may want to look towards the future because yeah. they already have two 2023 firsts. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that the Travis Kelsey trade is was the uh, was really the thing that you know you could argue sent them definitively into that tier you know if you have travis kelsey on the team mm-hmm. you, you you never know but yeah i just think you know and maybe it's not even stafford maybe you want to keep stafford a, a little bit longer i just think he's almost done i i just looking at his, at the roster like if Brissett and mariota like they have no reason to be on this team in my opinion because they're short-term starters and you already have two starting quarterbacks, you know, send this to somebody who's worried about an injury or, you know, get, get a second or third out of some of these, these quarterbacks who are temporary. Mm, Okay. All right. In my next tier, this tier is called playoff contenders. So I'm already saying that starting with the ninth team, these are playoff contenders. I think we have a lot of depth in the league this year. Um, But in ninth place, I have the, Rocky Mountain Mooses. Okay. Um, I think that they are just enough above the Magic uh, with what they have going on where they could make the playoffs. Uh, it would definitely require Trevor Lawrence having 
a much, much, much better year than last year. Um, and it would also require AJ Dillon uh, to be, or, or Rashad Penny to consistently give you some, some good running back play. But just looking at all the receivers that, that Zach has Waddle, uh, Hollywood, Judy, Deontay Johnson, Devontae Smith, and DK, it's hard not to see the, that team putting up a lot of points uh, in some weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I think this, it's, it's tough because uh, also with some of those, those guys, you, you know, DK Metcalf, Deontay Johnson, Jerry Judy, Hollywood Brown, they, they, they all have quarterback changes of some kind. Yes. Um, yeah, there, there is some question marks, which is what made me actually place them ninth and not a couple spots higher, I think. Um, I, I think this team has a lot of volatility, and with Kyler and Elijah Mitchell, like, there is potential. And if A.J. Dillon kind of takes over or, or just gets more consistent work with uh, Aaron Jones, I do think this team could outperform this. Like I said, they're they're a contender. Yeah. In the eighth place spot, I have uh, the popular ballers, and I really struggled with the, these next two teams. I'm going to say putting them seventh and eighth, which is why I decided to do, to do tiers. Um, I think the the loss of Watson for the first several weeks um, could hurt. I, I think Derek Carr might be good this year. He has a lot of weapons, but I still don't know like if he's going to be putting up huge fantasy numbers. And then there, there's just some question marks with like Javante Williams still having Melvin Gordon around. J.K. Dobbins isn't fully back yet. Um, and then, so what happened was when I look at the top part of this team, I see an easy playoff team. But then when I scroll past the tight end position and I look at the three flex spots, that's where I say like, oh, okay, this team might not make the playoffs. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And so right now we're in the three tight end formation and it really yeah. looks like it, with, <laughs> unless there's some, there's some sort of player who really pops off, like maybe a DJ Chark, like some pseudo dart throws that that might genuinely be the best option or Pickens maybe. Yeah. Brees Hall, uh, they they have a lot of like I said, we're most afraid of them in the future. I just don't know if any of those guys are going to be that for this year in year yeah. one. Agreed. Makes sense. Makes All right, sense. and so the team that I struggled to sort them with, the last team I have in playoff contender at number seven is the Matriarchs. Um, kind of bizarre to think of them at on the outside of the bubble, but I think after the Herbert trade, um, I'm just not sure what they're going to get out of their quarterback room. Uh, I do think that they still are in a window where they can make the playoffs. I th- still think they could be dangerous. Um, I, I just, there's a lot of question marks, Mac Jones, Matt Ryan and Davis Mills all, I don't know what she's going to get out of them. Yeah, that's true. She does have, she also has some weird stuff with Hopkins being with the suspension. Suspended, yeah. OBJ sort of being in whatever's going on with obj <laughs> yeah i don't like, know about that one yeah um so she also has some some other weird stuff happening um yeah so this is this would be one of those things where like if mac jones is you know like a Kirk cousins type year Q, qb 18 or something and matt ryan somehow puts up like top 12 numbers maybe he could be 12 i don't know if he has that in him still he, he was last year or no two years ago i'm sorry um then maybe behind Zeke and, and Derrick Henry, it's just brute force that you get some some good good stuff going. But again, to me this year, like ranking these teams seven, eight, and nine is not a condemnation as much as it is like a testament to how 
great this league has gotten um, in my eyes. So uh, don't don't be too upset with your ranking. All right. So next, I have the next tier is just titled playoff teams. Okay. <laughs> They're not very sex- sexy tier names, but um, this is the next tier. There's one more tier above them, but playoff teams. Uh, and in this tier at number six, I have the Pit Kings. Um, I think last year I was pretty low on the Pit Kings going into it. They uh, they were ranked number nine for me last year. So I mentioned earlier about I voted for them for best trader. I think they made some moves to put them in this position um, and putting them at sixth uh, just kind of goes to show that. I think with this team, for me, there are two like swing players I would identify. The first one is Trey Lance, and the second one is um, uh, Juju. I think depending on what Colton gets out of those two, if they reach their ceiling, then this team could be very dangerous. Mm-hmm. But I do have my first take. So I have uh, four takes that I'm going to give throughout the episode, mild, medium, hot, and flaming hot. And my hot take actually comes from this team, and that is that DeAndre Swift will not finish uh, as a top uh, top 12 running back. Ooh, okay. Um, I think that in the first two seasons, even though he missed several games due to injury, that he's really flashy. But I think that there's a little bit of overhype for him. I think Jamal Williams is still just going to be a part of the offense. And I also just think as much as I want the Lions to succeed <laughs> after watching Hard Knocks, that they will have just enough struggles where like he won't have the opportunity to score as many touchdowns as would be needed to get up into that elite tier of running back. Mm, okay. Yeah. So I could see that. I don't know I, how hot that how hot that is, but that's... I think that's pretty hot because I think people are really high on on Swift. Like, but I also could see that being the case, and also sort of it also being the case that if the Lions are doing better, then that probably means Golf is getting the ball to wide receivers more instead of to the running back on like Swift on checkdowns and such. So. Mm-hmm. That would sort of mean, like, he probably wouldn't necessarily be getting all the workload. But it's pretty hot, though. I think he's still very good. Yeah. And, and like I said, it's not. this is not a career prediction. It's just, I think, this year, I, I think I uh, still would be a little cautious on him, like, ascending the throne to that elite, uh, elite tier of running backs. Mm-hmm. All right. At fifth... Uh, this is the last team I have in the playoff teams tier. I have the God Kings. Uh, it was very difficult for me again to, to decide between the brothers. Um, the God Kings do have that extra boost of having Zach Swan in, in the GM's room. Um, for me with this one, it's seeing how it's going to work out with the running backs. I think I talked about this in the, our actual, our last episode um, behind Eckler. You just have Gordon Antonio Gibson, who's been getting a lot of red flags this offseason. Um, and then Miles Sanders, kind of the same same thing. So um, just seeing if there's enough depth on this roster with that extra flex spot to make the most of it. The thing that pushed him over the Pit Kings for me was that I like some of his uh, flex pieces more than the Pit Kings. I really like Kadarius Toney. I like Chris Olave as a rookie doing some stuff. Um, and I, I kind of like Antonio Gibson. I think that he, sh- he might be okay, which I said again last week. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, and I, I can see this happening here too. Just uh Yeah, I think I think for me the the my biggest concern is on is a little bit on Aaron Rodgers. Like what is he going to be like without Devontae Adams? Because that the Rodgers Adams stack, I know we sort of talked about it again last time, but that was just such a strong stack and so I'm curious what's going to happen now. Yeah. That's a good point. All right, and then I have a team by itself in a tier right here for number four. And this is the team that is most likely to win the championship uh, from outside of a bye. <laughs> so um, that is number four is Touchdown Nabby. Okay. Um, I went back and forth on this team a lot. I think I, I probably looked at this roster on Sleeper on my phone more than any other team trying to figure them out because – they have some, like, probably my favorite wide receiver trio in the league with Chase Hill and Sutton. They've got Kittle. Um, Hunter Renfro, I think, is, like, an amazing flex receiver, mm-hmm. even with Devontae Adams. Um, same thing with Dawson Knox. Like, I really like him as a another tight end. It's the quarterbacks that worry me the most. Uh, obviously, Josh Allen is the best and probably will be QB1 for the third season in a row, but... Karsten Wentz and Mitch Trubisky are all you have behind that. And this is where um, I think with this team, like I always expect Rob to make a trade or or to try to make a move for quarterback, uh, but I don't know what he sends away. Um, So I I think it just seems a little stuck to me, which is why I have them fourth. Um, But if everyone stays healthy on this team, I just think that that it'll be similar to last year, um, and he just needs a little more luck in the playoffs because he didn't have that last year. So um, Fournette, Montgomery, I don't really like either of those players, but I do think they they score fantasy points. Yeah, I, I will say my my biggest concern is I feel I feel like Fournette is an he's like an every other year he he's good and bad, and last year was a was a good year. Um, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking he might be on the, on the, on the bad year. Yeah. I don't know what to expect out of them. Uh, with Ronald Jones, not there. I don't know if Rashad White is going to have a bigger year, but Rob also has him. So if something happened, at least he could kind of pull him out, um, for you. So I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he does have him. Um, but I also think, so like the reason that I didn't panic is because I do still think Michael Carter uh, can be a flex player this year. So, oh, um, yeah, I think the receiving. Yeah, he he pretty much owns any any option that's not Brees Hall for the Jets. Yeah, like, <laughs> um, which is which is I mean, that's good. I think with that and another one that I think is sneaky is potentially Nick Westbrook, uh, Akeen, Akina. Yeah, for the tight like agree. Just in terms of like looking for that that third flex spot, that he could be someone who's super valuable. So, yeah, I, I totally get this as like where you where you place them. Of like, they're not quite a wild card team. Things could go really south with a couple of bad injuries, but that's kind of how it is for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and then in my last tier, the top three, I have the should win the championship tier um i think these three teams will be fighting for all year for for the top two spots for that buy and i think the team that gets left out i feel bad for the the team that 
is the sixth seed to play this team in, in round one. Um, but in third place this year, I have the winner faces, the reigning champs. Okay. Um, I just, the, the thing I don't like about the team, I think I've said it a lot, is just the running backs kind of freak me out. But uh, it, the quarterback room is just unreal. It's stupid. Everyone hates them. <laughs> Between Burrow and Mahomes and then Fields and Brady, like I don't even know how you look yourself in the mirror every week when you have to think about starting which one you start. It's like the worst first world problem I can think of. Um, but yeah, you've got that. You've got Christian McCaffrey. And it, I mean, there's only so much you can say, but because McCaffrey, they didn't even have him last year and they still won. So I know some moves were made since then, but um, if he returns to even 70% of himself, then it's going to be ridiculous. Uh, it would just got, he just got to stay healthy. So um, we will see what happens there, but I still like Debo. I like Higgins. I, lo- I love DJ Moore. I think he'll, he'll have a really good season this year. Um, I just, I'm not a big fan of Damian Harris. I think Ramondre Stevenson, um, could overtake him, but Wyatt has him too. So yeah, <laughs> that's that. Okay. I am a little surprised by this one, uh, but I get it. You know, it's fantasy football. Some crazy stuff happens. Yeah, it is. Um, and, and it might be some of my bias against this team might just be that I think McCaffrey will get hurt. <laughs> I'm just like, mm. if he's not going to, I just need to see it at this point again from him, kind of like Saquon. Mm. All right. Um, in number two, I have you, the Bruce Matthews. Um, this was a tough one for me because I, I was like, what all changed between last year? For some reason, I was really low on your team. I think it was a lot of Jalen Hurts, like hate mm. maybe. Um, and I still don't like Jalen Hurts, but like, I just think, until he is replaced, he's still going to score just a ton of points in fantasy because of the rushing. So with Hertz, I think, uh, and Kamara or Kamara, I just think that, uh, that I'm kind of, by placing you second, I'm saying I don't think he's going to get suspended. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've read, it seems like the decision will be made like maybe in the season, but as slow as the NFL is, like it would just shock me if like he got pulled away from the team in the middle of the season. That just doesn't seem like something they do. Um, so I think he still would be like a top five running back. And then I think Diggs, Jefferson and Thielen are probably the second best trio of receivers. So you got Mark Andrews, Cooper. I think Connor is kind of a slept on running back. He had like a amazing season last year, but I think more people are discounting him than, than they should be. So, uh, that's why I have you second. Mm, Okay. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Does that surprise you? Or? Um, it doesn't surprise me. I, I did. So when I was going back to find their ranks, um, I would say it does surprise me a little bit. But I was also listening back because last year, if you remember when you did your ranks, you created a point system that involved 100, oh, I, 100 I points. Did. Oh, that was fun. Yes, that was fun. I should have yeah. done that again. <laughs> yeah. So so you had a, bit, a system, and I, I really liked it when I was listening. I was like, oh, yeah, this is a good system. Except I even said on the podcast, I was like, I feel like you were very biased against my team because they only had 200 points. Like, you just were the most <laughs> biased against my team in terms of, like, players you like. Um, That's which, funny. Which is fine. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense that this year being more objective that your team got ranked probably where it should be instead <laughs> of seventh or whatever. Uh, I forgot I did that. I, uh, man, I may have to go back and do that for my own fun uh, again. I, I remember the system. It took me forever. It took me like 
multiple hours i think to, to put that together oh yeah because you, you're um, using like you're using like age of players and like um and like draft picks so that you could sort of control for if someone wanted to trade to make a push could they kind of stuff yeah so it was good yeah i ranked every position and their assets <laughs> and then gave them hunter points it was quite exhausting um but yeah second place so i do have myself first um i definitely wouldn't would not have ranked myself first um until i don't even think it was the herbert trade for me i think it was the the kelsey trade that that made me feel more confident um so i made three big trades this offseason the ones to get all the running backs from the cheetahs the one to get kelsey and then the herbert trade and so when i look at my team the only position that makes me nervous is like my receivers but i think that the running backs i have are so strong that if they're giving me a solid base then like i'm willing to deal with the boom bust weeks of mike evans and mike williams um because both of them kind of had that last season and mike evans has always been that way um so my hope is that with some stability in the other positions that like i'll just be able to to take care of stuff um i i skipped over some of my takes as we were going through uh two of them are on my team though so i'm mm. gonna hit those now so I'll start at the bottom. My mild take, I think this is mild, is I think Josh Jacobs might actually be like a top 12 running back mm -hmm. this year. Uh, last year, he was number 11. So that's why I said it's mild. But for whatever reason, there's just so much hate going towards him. And he's been dirt cheap. I've acquired him, I think, in pretty much every Dynasty League. Um, so it, it could not work out for me, but I've hear I've heard a lot of people saying like, oh, well, it's Josh McDaniels and he was the Patriots offensive coordinator and they always used like five running backs. So he's not going to whatever, whatever. But to me, there's just no other running backs on the roster that scare me. Like they got rid of Kenyon Drake. So uh, I, I'm just not scared by Brandon Bolden and whatever other trash is on that team. So I think he's going to be good because of the addition of Devontae Adams. Like I could see his touchdowns uh, going up this year. Mm, okay okay i would, uh, I would say also so yeah. like yeah i'd say that's definitely a pretty mild take but i hear you yeah um my medium take before we get to my flaming take is that i think and this may be depending on how you view this player you might think i'm crazy i think michael thomas will be a top 12 receiver this year um and the reason i'm going on on that is because i just think that unless he like, I mean, what ha what would happen to have made him not be amazing again? Like, the first four years of his career, when he played, he was a top, like, six receiver. He was number one the last year he was healthy. And I know he had Drew Brees, but I just think with the way he plays, you know, like Mr. Slant, I don't see that being a problem for Jameis Winston. If anything, I just see Jameis Winston just, like, feeding him, on you know, forever. So the only thing is like if he's healthy. And so I'm just going to assume he's healthy and if he's healthy I think he's a he's a top 10 receiver. Okay. That's interesting. I think that one's pretty hot to me. Uh mostly because of like he hasn't played football in what like 20 months. Yeah, it, it has been a minute. <laughs> like he was 27 the last time he played football and he's 29 now. And he's been having to rehab. It's more about like that to me. But mm -hmm. and but you know, it's it's not like it hasn't happened before. Of like, it's almost like they've been off for so long, like their body re rests. It's like 
um, that they can come back and still be good. Or like, kind of like I, I was watching the Ricky Williams 30 for 30. And like, every time he took a break and come back, he'd have like a thousand yard season. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. So, so I could definitely see something like that happening. And of course I would like that because that means James Winston's probably doing all right. But um, yeah. And I, I didn't even mention that when I talked about your team, but I, I do think he'll be pretty good for fantasy this year, uh, which, which helped my, your team in my eyes a little bit. So that's my mild or to hot take. And then my last take that I, I wanted to bring up in this, I was going to talk about it on the touchdown Abby and I forgot, but it also includes Jonathan Taylor. So my flame and hot take is, I think that as much crap as we gave Rob for the Jonathan Taylor trade, I think he won that trade. Um, when I was, I, I went specifically back to research this, and the pick that Rob got in that trade was Jamar Chase. Um, and I think that most dynasty players, if if they were a win now team, they would probably consider those one for one even. Um, and if they were like looking for the future even just by like a year or two they would probably pick chase so that's not even including that he picked up dawson knox in that trade um he also got uh rashad white this year and that's a second pick that was involved in there um and then Corey davis which all i got was jonathan taylor so um i didn't look into the cheetahs now moose's side as much because i when i was starting to look at even just like two of the pieces i didn't think that either of them compared to that um but yeah that was my last take it was fun to look back at that trade just two years out and see that that's really swung back in his favor Hmm. so wait so who so he got he got jamar chase with the so because there was Le'Veon bell 2021 first and a 2022 first Mm -hmm. for jonathan taylor so it's the 20 21 first chase and the 2022 first who'd you say that was or what where did that go to um i think that ended up that actually went to noah i think Mm -hmm. at the time um because he he got Corey davis let's see yeah he did not have an additional 2022 first so um he had gotten Corey davis as well and then a second or something like that. Oh, okay. And I, and I would really need to draw it out to like know all the details. But you when mentioned. I when I even when I saw it was Chase Knox and uh, some of those other pieces, I was like, oh, I think he he took this. Like, if he offered me Jamar Chase for Jonathan Taylor, Dawson Knox, Rashad White, and whatever else, like, I think I I think I would take that. You know, so um, I just think that 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 pick of chase like turned his team around from where we were predicting him 10th to him being a playoff contender. Yeah. And that just goes to show you what like one player can do to round out a roster. Yeah. Like one pick. Can make a big difference. Hmm. All right. That is my, my lineup this year. Nothing. I don't think too spicy. No, nothing, nothing too spicy. I don't think, um, there's, there, actually, there's a couple of things on there that I was like, hmm, this is definitely different, but I, I wouldn't say too spicy. Um, and we'll see why here in, in just a second. Except, I mean, you know me, that Josh, Josh Jacobs 
Ooh, we. I don't. I don't want him. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> but he also has been a top twelve running back, so can't say it's too too hot. Yeah. Um. But the last two years, he has been good. Yeah. So all right, this is so one of the things that was interesting is I also kind of had a, a tier system. All right. Um, which is funny. Uh, and so the the first tier is kind of like the probably going to hit probably going to hit a tank situation and uh, mm-hmm. be be looking for the next year. So that so my tenth team is the Marley Magic. Uh, All right, and this is same there. Yep, this is really af- like I was saying after the Kelsey trade. It's tough to look at the roster and and be like, where 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 do you come up with like those big big points, you know, and or mm-hmm. consistent points, one of the two, and it's like the now they're, but the the interesting thing is it's like a lot of the the players on here, on the team are quite young, so there's also this interesting yeah. thing where it's like you could just sit and try to draft into what you have now. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, without the median, some crazy things happen. But for me, for sure. I had to put him at 10th. Uh, All right, I like it. At 9th, I also have the Rocky Mountain Mooses. Okay. Um, again, this is out of, You know, just a lot of a lot of change. I think it's out of the the mm-hmm. the how variable the players are that were scoring lots of points for them last season. Um, mm-hmm. And it it doesn't seem like it's necessarily super uh, a super deep team. So yeah, uh, any any kind of injury to it seems like it's extremely devastating to in almost any starter whereas other te- other teams have like if if one or two of the flex starters go down it's like that's okay they have a couple more on the bench but it does not seem that way to me and just sort of thinking yeah i think if he yeah i could also see him trading away penny mitchell or dylan throughout the season if things are looking bad and getting like more picks for next year to try to replace those guys with younger running backs next year. Yeah. Agreed. Or just no running backs as we've seen. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that, maybe that too. So that's sort of my, I think that they'll probably hit, hit tank and, 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 and re and reload. Uh, yep. I like it. So next up I have what I'm calling the, the wild card. Like, this is going to be the battle the battle to enter the playoffs kind of tier and there are three teams in the tier okay um so in eighth place i have the god kings Ooh. um and this is so some of this is just i i intentionally threw in some randomness um Mm -hmm. and it's like i could pick any of these teams in any order but for me i just kept looking and thinking like um I'm 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 very concerned about Rodgers, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I'm actually quite concerned about Kadarius Tony. Just like Giants in general, I don't <laughs> yeah, trust. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Goddard and Ertz are very interesting to me because, like, in the past they've been really good tight ends, but and and they're still good, but they, I don't know. It it's like 
their top 10 tight ends, but but they don't do like they don't necessarily win you games like some of those other cheat code tight right. ends and the they premium don't, do. Yeah, they don't make those the same difference like the same difference as the top 3. Yeah. It's like they do like they're awesome because they can fill in with the three flex spots into you know what a what someone like a Christian Kirk might be right like they're in that yeah. because because of the premium but they they don't move the needle much other than that the and i think after that it's just there there's the the only the the thing that would i think really make me look look a fool with this is rogers does his rogers thing as he does mm-hmm. and that someone like uh like a rookie like amari rogers or one of those rookies doubt Dobbs or whatever, like one of them becomes a baller, and so he just does his normal right. thing. And the other one is Chris Olave. I think that he could blow the top off with Jameis. Yeah, this season. Me too. And if he does, then all of a sudden I'm like, well, yeah, his team is definitely in the playoff, gonna make the playoffs. So that's why he's in the wild card spot for me, just because it seems like he's teetering, but also getting Eckler if Eckler stays healthy. Uh, if Cordero Patterson puts together even anything close to what he could do last year, Antonio Gibson stays good. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, and like Chris Olave works out, you have three extra flex people to work in, and you could be okay on that. So um, yeah, and I think yeah. you ranking him here and me having him at fifth just goes to show like how tight this middle group really is. Yes. Um, so in seventh, just barely missing the playoffs, I have the the popular ballers. Okay. Um, this is mostly out of Cooper Cup. I think it's, it's still going to be an insane pick. I think Derek Carr is going to be extremely uh, effective this season. I think J.K. Dobbins is like, I'm not worried about his injury probably nearly as much as I should be, but he's also just going to get work at work. Like the Ravens just run the ball every play. It's pretty amazing. Then, but and then Kyle Pitts's breakout. Um. And then you know he he's he almost ha- he's someone who he has dart throws that I think have a pretty good chance of working out with KJ Osborne and uh, McCole Hardman potentially. Like, mm-hmm. there, there's some there's some DJ Chark as we talked about. Like there's some Pickens. I'm I'm very big on Pickens. So. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of chance here. Brees Hall, of course. So we'll just we'll just have to wait and see what happens here. For me, but I think that he has a shot. And one of the things I've been thinking about is like if the popular ballers and Jake make it into the the playoffs and Deshaun Watson comes back mm-hmm. and Deshaun Watson can play in the playoffs, he he could be that could be a dangerous team. Yeah, I agree. I think if Javante and Dobbins are rolling at that point with Watson, then it could definitely be a team that makes some noise. Yeah. Yep, so that is my seventh first outside the playoffs. So the team that wild cards. The makes it in as the final wildcard team are the Matriarchs. Um, yeah, I think your team is still plenty viable, like, 
has plenty of firepower to win and make the playoffs. I think that her, her, I'm not too worried about her quarterbacks because I think she has enough good players elsewhere. I think that Alan, her holding Allen Robinson throughout his horrible Bears season has really paid off with him on the Rams now and that he yeah, could be agree. really good. Um, Robert Woods moving off, like having Woods move off and Robinson move in is probably better for her on both accounts. Like Woods is now the number uh, yeah. one. Robinson is now absolutely the number two at like a much more pass happy, much better passing offense. So she really got upgraded there with both of those players. Um, her getting a Monroe St. Brown who can, he's, you know, she has some players that can really blow the top off. Derrick Henry is one of those. Um, yeah. So I think I think that she is someone who has enough solid depth, um, enough young players who can step in, like Josh Palmer, potentially having a good season this year. Um, mm-hmm. That she hasn't she uh, DeAndre Hopkins when he comes off suspension, all all those sorts of things. She she's got enough in the tank to for a final playoff push. All right, so far pretty similar, yeah. just the the God Kings a little different. Yes. So my my next pick is probably the, going to be the most shocking one, but at fifth, you know, not not necessarily thinking not a playoff team, but um, thinking I don't know are the Bruce Matthews. My oh team. wow! Yeah. So there are two reasons for this. One is I'm already predicting because without the median that I'm going to get absolutely <laughs> shit on by unluckiness and just complain for, for okay. months and months. I can so see that. I'm already like going to go prediction. ahead and get get ahead of this because yep, I'm going to yep, just yep. be losing it. Um, but the reason I, I I put myself here is like I, I'm really worried about Kamara and Jones because they've carried me for a long time. and mm-hmm. if, And they're just hitting that point where – between like head coaching change, I don't know what New Orleans is going to be wanting to do offensively. Like, is Kamara still going to be like a focal point like he's been? Because um, he's been awesome because he's essentially a wide receiver. Like that he. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a little concerned there. And then with Aaron Jones and the, I'm just generally concerned about the Packers. Um, sure. On top of that, Thielen, <laughs> Thielen is a player who I was actually thinking like. He's an absurd. He he he's good because he'll go have five receptions for forty yards and a touchdown. Like yeah, and he's gonna score touchdowns. Yeah, he he's like a tight end, but also he's not. I don't know, understand how he gets open. I'm pretty sure what he does is often illegal. I've never seen someone use their hands so much and not get called for it. But that's besides the point. With he's I just but he's just so much older. I can't I can't see how he keeps doing it. Um. And then, yeah, I just I just think that I don't necessarily have a ton of depth. Like I have okay depth, but I mostly just think I'm just gonna get some unlucky stuff happen, hmm. and that's gonna be it. That's interesting. One thing that <clears throat> about your team, I I meant to say when we when I talked about it uh, up high is, uh, I actually really really like Christian Kirk. Like all the memes aside of him, you know, getting all that money to go to Jacksonville. If they do have success and Trevor Lawrence does take a step up, like I do think that uh, Kirk will have a pretty good season. So if you have someone like 
Thielen that's struggling outside of scoring touchdowns or if Cooper doesn't put up points until Watson comes back, I think that that Christian Kirk uh, will be in your starting lineup a lot of weeks. Yeah, that's true. Christian Kirk really has been like my he he is my player that I'm like he could be okay. Like that's the thing. I have so many players that are like they need someone to take a step. So Kirk, Valdez Scantling, Nico Collins mm-hmm. are all in that same boat to me like yeah i like i like nico as well um so we'll see but i i just have this feeling like like i won't i don't think i'll miss the playoffs but i think i'll have a frustrating season okay Um, interesting yeah in fourth place i have the pit kings for the turnaround season hitting it he's got so the biggest thing being he gets to start trey lance instead of jimmy g I think, mm-hmm. I think the 49ers, I think that the Ravens and the 49ers are going to do the same thing where they're just running the ball all the time. And Trey Lance is going to be running the ball all the time. And that he just has two cheat code quarterbacks. Um, yeah, I could see that. And so that'll be good. I think Najee Harris and Devontae Swift are both like pretty low floor like i know that you were sort of down but just how how often they're utilized in the receiving game i think that that will continue yeah. for them to the, just to where like agree they, they're never going to get fewer than like 12 points probably 10 to 12 points which is pretty good for a running back i'd say because you can definitely have some that hit like you know if they're not getting utilized in the air like they have a 75 yard game and be like seven points you know True. Um, I don't think that and they I, will be that. Yeah, no, I agree. And one thing I, I I'm just seeing it. it I must have missed this because I think that I probably would have lowered his team, maybe with the matriarchs if I hadn't see, noticed this. But I do have him sixth. He has no backup quarterback. Hmm. I know Flacco is there for now, but I mean that's not gonna. Yeah, he has Flacco for now. He also has Jimmy G on the Trey Lance swap. Like, if Trey Lance yeah. goes down, and I'm, I'm guessing he was holding on to him, hoping that Jimmy G would be a starter somewhere, and he that would have been his third. Yeah, maybe so. Um, man, that that it, I did not see that when I was doing my preparation. Yeah, but you know, this is one of those things where if Lamar Jackson or Trey Lance, I think, go down, they're they're such big fantasy studs that it's kind of tough it's like there's just certain players on your team that if they go down it makes it extremely difficult no matter what because of what they can do week in week out um see i i if i were just cold i'd be hitting up the marley magic right now trying to get one of those (laughs) uh those those backups that he he's holding on to one of those one of those marcuses or something like that yeah Mm. Mm mm-hmm that's uh, not bad. I do have a. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna save my hot takes for the end, but I do like. Okay. Uh, always, always worrisome with uh, starting rookies to me, like. Mm-hmm. Oh, because that's one thing about my team that I didn't say. I think I'm also da- like Traylon Burks. I have him taxied. I ended up swapping Nico Collins for Traylon Burks. I'm afraid that he might he might take a a year to adjust to the NFL if he ever does. Yeah. Um. So I could see that, uh, but it always 
feeling like you need to start a rookie, it's always nerve-wracking to me. For sure. Um, but I do like that he has Gabriel Davis. That's been one. Yeah, that could be a big swing player for sure. Yeah, that he could really... And Damian Pierce, too. Yeah, and he... Oh, man, this is a this is a good... You know, I know that... Uh, oh, this could also be part of his, like, trading. But last, last September, almost a year ago... Actually, a year ago to the day, um, Colton traded winner the the winner faces and Wyatt KJ Hamler for Gabe Davis. Yeah, that'll be interesting to watch this year. I actually think Hamler could have a good year. Yeah, uh, but I think that that's like that that's such a uh, could be fascinating for like a yeah that could be a nice just swap that happened for him for sure. So. Pit Kings, I have you in fourth with, you know, also players like Chris Godwin still being good. I think he's on a contract, playing for a contract this year, maybe. So Mm -hmm. that's always good. And coming off an injury, so. Yeah. So, yeah. In third place, I have, again, just missing out on the bye, Touchdownton Abbey. Um, All right, I like it. Again, this is a there. It's a the team that when I look at it, they he just has everyone can just can absolutely just they can. There are at least five players on his team that can put up thirty points in a game yep. week. For sure. And so that's just that's just one of those things where and they will like i think that that's the thing too it's not that just that they can it's that they will do it and they will probably do it more than once i have a feeling mm-hmm. and so i think the biggest question for for him is going to be can can my 30 and maybe this like can my 30 points all come not all just rain down at the same time for my yes. for my one week <laughs> yeah. right right and can i stay out of injury trouble but he does have a few. He has a few nice potential uh, fill-ins. I like Sky Moore. We already mm-hmm. talked about Nick Westbrook, Akina. He has Devin Duvernay and just sort of like Ravens wide receivers. People waiting to see what's going on there. And then he always manages to somehow play the that oddball tight end, whether it's Dawson Knox or Dan Arnold. When, or Mo yeah. Alley Cox, like right when they go off, right? <laughs> and so if he can keep that up, he's gonna be tough to beat because he has the magic touch with tight ends. It seems he really did. He really like. Did. I I really should go back to that and just see like the times that he was swapping people in, and it would just it it just uh it just came off, you know. Yeah, uh, and one thing I always like about Rob is he. I think he views his team with like just a very straightforward thing, and he just. If someone is is like a good player and they do bad, then he's very very angry at them. Uh, and when a bad player like goes off on his bench, he's like mad that he didn't start them. And to me, that's always hilarious. Yes. Yeah. But hey, but sometimes, but man, and sometimes you know, I've definitely seen him get mad. Like I think he started Dan Arnold for like five points one week last <laughs> season. But also he started him, and he it's it's beautiful when it comes off. And he takes those chances, which is, I think it's going to pay off for him. So, yep. 
I like the team. Yeah. Also, Josh Allen, just he's just awesome. Yeah. He's he he's amazing. underrated. Like, in a agree. Like, just in our general chatter, right? Like, as For sure. <laughs> like around the league, he's just he just is so cool. He, but he does remind me a little bit of like a maybe like an Andy Dwyer kind of character or something. Like he's a little bit, he's a little bit goofy to me. So. Yeah. I think that's a very good comparison actually. Yeah. Um, okay. So in second place, I have the winner faces coming back with a strong second place, first round by finish. Um, yeah. The team is so solid. He has so many options that honestly, his, for me, his trouble is going to be picking the right players to play, and but I don't even think it will matter most of the time because the players he's choosing between are also mm-hmm. so good. Exactly. Um, also, he has some player. He has players like Michael Gallup, who we'll see how that ends up turning out with injury. His only weakness might be, I would say, at the tight end position, but he has probably the best non like go off tight ends um with like hunter henry and i love irv smith uh and i'm, I'm yeah, really interested too. to see and i think irv smith could potentially be one of those guys who has a great great season great um yeah he's got plenty of pl- plenty of backups he's got the you know, he, I know he's not necessarily super deep at running back, but he's got the Ramondre, Damian Harris flip-flop, which if either of them gets hurt, like it makes the other one probably score 50% more, even though I think Ramondre will end up taking over all the duties and will be extremely good this season. Um, yeah. But, yeah, this team is good. And agree. it will continue to be good. He's got... He's got all kinds of versions of cheat code quarterbacks to play with. Um, I am yeah, ridiculous. I am a little curious to see what 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 the Chiefs look like, what Mahomes looks like without Tyreek. Um, yeah. Just I'm, I'm curious how how Juju and MVS do on like his scramble drill because I feel like that's where Tyreek was so good. It's like they had mm-hmm. some sort of connection between like, oh, when you when you get out of the pocket and it breaks down, I know what to do sort of feeling yep so last but not least number one again second year in a row for me picking them preseason first <laughs> is gonna be the gotham knights a curse mm. i don't know if it's a curse but yeah it's a it's just a bunch of people who can have tons of points all the time after between kelsey and herbert now mm-hmm. It's it's a, quite the strong team. Like I I was even thinking, you have you know Jacobs sort of as another flex option. Curious about Julio Jones, if he can be yeah. actually worth anything for you. Same. <laughs> um. Uh. T- same for Tyler Lockett this season. Um. Without Russell. Wilson being there but as long mm-hmm. as you, you can stay relatively healthy you'll be fine and it's it's funny because like <laughs> your running backs getting hurt seems like it would be less of a big deal because you have all the backups for them 
and those backups would be good fill-ins like Naeem Hines if if something were to happen to JT like I'm not saying he would be JT but he would still be very effective I think um in Wongu yeah. also like different players like that to to cover cover you up I I honestly think that Hines could be a, f- a third flex spot player like on like bye weeks or injuries um I think that I, I'm excited about the chances of him being used more like the Philip River season again with Matt Ryan over Carson Wentz, who never checked the ball down ever. Yeah, that's true. He he could be a lot more useful. And so you think he'll be a little more like AJ Dillon, AJ Dillon-y except reverse where he's more the Aaron Jones, like wide receiver running back. Um, I, I don't know if he'll get the, get to see the field that much. But it wouldn't shock me if, if to like preserve Taylor, that they used him a lot on third downs. Um, like if he was, if you told me at the end of the year that Naheem Hines was like the RB like twenty or twenty two, like I I wouldn't be shocked just because of how much potential he has in the passing game. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I I I could see that. I could. I I definitely could see that, especially if none of the Colts like those wide receivers after Pittman can really manage Mm -hmm. to be anything more than like a five or 600 yards a season kind of wide receiver. Right. Yep. Yep. So that's my rankings. Um, I like it. Yeah. We we were much closer this year. I think a little more on the same page. Very much. Which, which has been unusual. We normally are pretty, we have some pretty big variants, um, but it feels like, it's sort of shrunk down a little bit this year. Yeah, um, honestly, the the God Kings were the only kind of and your and yours yourself were the only two major differences. Everything else was almost step for step the same. Yeah. Um, now I will say I, I have some of my hot takes as well that yes, throughout. Yes. Let so me hear them. One of my hot takes is I am a Ceh I'm a Clyde believer, and he's gonna. Oh. I think he will hit top fifteen running back this season. Um, okay. Yeah, I think that the I I really am a believer that the system is too difficult. Pass pro is too important for the Chiefs. Like, they're not gonna let Mahomes get destroyed with a rookie Pacheco in there. You know, letting letting a linebacker coming coming through like just too risky. So, um, I'm big on him having a bounce back season. On that same, I have. I have that our king Derek Henry, who we haven't talked about for the matriarchs. Uh-huh. He's coming back as a top three running back again. He, oh, I, good. Yeah, oh, yeah. good. I like that. Yeah, I think I really do think he's going to come back and gobble it up. Um, you made me nervous when you started that at first that you're going to say he it, it, he was going to have a, a bad season. <laughs> no, no, I think I think he's going to be good. I think. Um, I. I I, I really hope that he gets a little more involved in the passing game still, like somehow, some way. Um, I think that's wishful thinking, but yeah. I like it. Yeah, but yeah, I think he's back and doing his thing. Good. I, I want to uh, attach to this this take with my own and say that uh, I traded for Derrick Henry in my uh, my other Dynasty League, the one that you're not in, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's a very like win-now team. And uh, I feel like I got him kind of cheap because the the guy that had him was clearly afraid of like the, the foot stuff, um, and I uh, 
I think he's going to be amazing. But I have him there and in my the one redraft league that I did. I, I took Henry as well because he kind of slid to me. Um, so I will be rooting very hard for Tractor Cito this year. So I'm, I want to say that now to apologize in advance to Titans fans because that probably means it's not going to be it's yeah. not going to be good now yeah. that I'm on board. Yeah, for finally we got after cone cone drill <laughs> humor for so long. Three cone <laughs> drill, we're finally on it, and now it's gonna be he's gonna be toast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm sorry, but yeah, I think he's I think he's a, just a monster. Next, I have uh, Pickens and Olave are the two rookie re- only two rookie receivers who cross 900 yards. So there's okay. a lot of like, like rookie that. receivers picked in the first and second rounds, and I think they're the only ones who even have a shot at something close to a thousand. I like that take. Um, yeah, I don't know if that one's hot, but I think it's hot maybe because it's like not Garrett Wilson, not Drake London, mm-hmm. not Burks. Yeah. Um, let's Those see. are probably my two favorite, so I like it. Yeah. So that so so after this, sorry, you guys get to just hear me blabber about what I think is going to happen in the NFL for a minute too and hunter you can you can hop on board if you have any of these but i, I did okay. pick that the texans are going to be this season's falcons where it's like oh they're like hmm. they're like seven and ten like they're they're just shy of 500 like one of those kinds of teams mm-hmm. um and and it's because like i was looking at their sort of schedule and it's it's not like the easiest but the afc south is so bad um compared to the other divisions that and I just think that they can sneak some sneak some games out. So uh, if you're looking All to right. take some some maybe underdog upsets, I think the Texans could be one of those teams that could be fun to take every now and again. All uh, right. Another one is that I, while you're oh, while you're we're talking about the AFC South quickly, yeah. I'll say I think so. One of my like preseason takes was I cannot decide between the two, but either the Colts or the Titans one will have an amazing season and the other one will like disappoint in like a devastating way. I think that one of the two of them will miss the playoffs. The other one will win, like I said, win the division and have a good season. I think it'll either be that like Matt Ryan, like couldn't like use his, like the skeleton of the bones that he has left to like get it to anyone besides Michael Pittman or that like there's struggles with, with Derrick Henry I I honestly I hope that they're both really good but I I just have a feeling that one of them is gonna is gonna disappoint because I just think the Colts strategy of like for the past like four years of just rolling out some different quarterback is gonna come back to bite them at some point uh I just hope it's not this year yeah but at the same time I I wonder if both of those teams have a little bit of like but if it is gonna be the year if we really have if we're really not gonna be good we need to really actually not be good that's because, true. Because we could eat, everyone could use a quarterback. So I, I honestly, I think that's more likely with the Titans than the Colts just because of the defense, but uh, I could be wrong. It could be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I also do not see the AFC South sending more than the the champion to the playoffs. I don't think there's, I don't think that the Colts yep. and the Titans both make it or whichever two teams. Agree. Yeah. Um, all right. Next, I had the, that the Eagles win the NFC East. Like to me, the Eagles are, are like so. That would, the biggest thing would be they're better than the Cowboys. Hmm. I guess. Um. But I think that they're going to be super good. They're going to be like the kind of. This is more me saying like 
Yeah, I think they're going to be very good in the NFC. I I think that would be fun if it happened. I just I'm not sold yet. <laughs> yeah, my thing is like they they're a team that's like they're going to be able to run the ball fine, throw the ball fine. Mm-hmm. AJ Brown is like yeah. one of like one of the reasons I hate not having AJ Brown or Corey Davis anymore is like they're so good at run blocking. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like amazing blocking receivers, and so I just think like they're perfect for the Eagles. They're gonna chew up clock. They're gonna kind of do the Ravens thing. They chew up clock, take deep shots. Like they have AJ Brown to do that, and Devonte Smith, who it's like that's mm-hmm. pretty solid. And then their defense is pretty good, playing against like the Giants twice and like who the football team twice. Like I yeah, just think, that's true. Like I just think they're gonna be. At least good in the regular season. Um, my my other so my team... my take yeah. attached to the Eagles quickly, and I, I almost put this on mine because my team, uh, I have this player, but I I realized all my takes were about people I owned. So, <laughs> um, I have a feeling that you guys are gonna start making fun of me in a similar way with the Derrick Henry stuff of how long I held on to that with Trey Sermon because I think I I'm not off of him yet as and I don't know I can't quit him. And I also think that because of how much I hate Miles Sanders, that when I saw that he went there, I was like, "Uh oh, like what if, <laughs> what if something happens here?" Um, but my my prediction is that between Kenny Gainwell and Trey Sermon, that like next year we won't be considering Miles Sanders like, uh, like a, an actual starter in fantasy. Mm, okay, that's interesting because so, there's always the Miami Dolphins who they just take every running back. That's ever played in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or the Ravens. No, yeah. Maybe I should re I should rephrase that. Miles Sanders will be the starting running back for the Dolphins in twenty twenty three. Yeah. <laughs> There's always space for him there. Um Yeah. But yeah, that's all. Okay. Yeah, I was curious if you were gonna cut Trey Sermon, because I think that cuts were happening right as that news came out, and I was like, I'm gonna jump on it if not a chance. But yeah. <laughs> Love um, him. Oh, um, okay. My my next hot take is that the Bears are going to beat the Packers once this season. The Bears are going to like, Ooh. and that will be like a huge deal for Chicago. And Aaron Rodgers is going to be big sad. And his post game, he's going to say some crazy shit. And like the fans are going to go crazy. Like, and I hope it's in Chicago and that they do all sorts of crazy stuff. And like, it is just yeah. a big kind of just <laughs> cluster but a payback from the i own you or whatever he said yes yes and i think that the bears show up for that game and they and they figure out a way to beat the packers this this year all right i like that rooting for justin fields so i'd like to see that happen yeah and then lastly this is my hottest take is that russ is toast and the broncos will not be good at all whoa yeah scorching yeah that's that's crazy because i almost said something about him on mine but i didn't think it was that crazy but i was gonna say i think he revitalizes his career and he's oh. back to being like a top five quarterback <laughs> Ooh. Uh, yeah i'm i'm act- i'm super curious about it because i mean when i was watching him in seattle like he didn't like something was so off and it's hard to know you know he i know he had the finger thing but like i remember that titans game i was actually thinking about this that like in the shower recently about like how did the titans win that game they should they had no business coming back in that seahawks game and winning it this past mm-hmm. season and i and it was just like russell wilson just couldn't like it just like didn't 
it was not clicking for him at a certain point. And I'm like, I think that I don't with know. with Russell Wilson, he's like because he gives off this image as this like kind of squeaky clean like all shucks guy. I think uh, he is underrated as a player that's like a diva because um, it's it's more of like a passive aggressiveness. And I know he like it it worked like it's there like because he moved obviously. I just think like that he might have he might be petty enough to it for it have actually to have affected his play when he was unhappy with like the offense that they were running in Seattle. Um, and I could see him being the type of player that's just like, okay, now I'm in Denver. I have some more say in what's happening. Uh, John Elway is like pumping me up and I have some, I mean, my receivers aren't as good as the last two, but they're fun still. And I think that, that he could just come out and like ball. But that might be wishful thinking. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. And this, this is this is as much with me being like he's in a tough division. I know. He, I'm not saying that he wasn't before, but Th- that's true. Yeah, like, the, that division is literally insane. Yeah, it's nuts. So, um, yeah. So that was like probably my most scorching hot take. But I like it. That's a good one. Yeah, which maybe made me think I shouldn't have put you at number one if I really believe Russell Wilson is, like, totally toast. But, uh, you know. Hey, you know, Daniel Jones can come in there and take oh, yeah. care of it for him. You, you know <laughs> I love Daniel Jones as the uh, as a poster child where a coach is like, well, we don't need him. He's not our franchise guy, so just run him into the ground. <laughs> like, Yep. Um, yeah. So... Those All are, right, good um, takes. Yeah. Uh, let's. See. So that's sort of yeah. That's that's most of my takes. Our our predictions. Do you do you have any other like predictions or or thoughts about the upcoming season? Any players? Any um, I think I'm I'm gonna pick uh Bills over Vikings for the Super Bowl. Oh, you think the Vikings get to the Super Bowl? I do. I think that oh. Kirk Cousins has his swan song uh this year um and just it just manages the team well enough for jefferson and uh Thielen. i think irv smith is gonna be a big i think dalvin cook stays healthy and that they just put it together and uh then they they did get smashed by the bills that's my prediction oh okay so i would i would love that but that's also like two franchises that are absolutely like playoff cursed so it that, yes the bills versus the vikings <laughs> is like that's like a that's like the oh bless your heart super bowl like because whoever's gonna lose is you're it's gonna be that feeling about them yeah um, it'll never happen yeah huh okay so i think that i think my playoff prediction or sorry super bowl prediction outside of my ridiculous like one in a one in a million jacksonville jaguars going <laughs> to this and winning the super bowl um i think i really like like i think i, I really like the raiders going to the super bowl hmm. um okay and las vegas doing you know vegas things and You know, I from the NFC. So I my first thing that sprung to mind was like it was gonna be 
Raiders versus Bucks, and Tom Brady gets back for one more before the end. I know. I thought and, the thought about the same. And and it's and it's uh it's kind of like yeah he he goes back and it's and like literally everyone just wants the Raiders to win. Like no one has ever loved Derek Carr more or like wanted him to succeed more than this moment. And I think Tom Brady ends up winning and then that's it. He's done. It's over. Okay. Um and also I like the Raiders versus Bucks from like that I guess it would have been like the Gruden like Warren Sapp era when he was coaching there, right? Mm-hmm. When they played so it'd be a little bit of a, a Super Bowl rematch. That yeah. would be cool. Yeah. Um, I I have two more uh, quick ones, and then we can we can end. One thing that would not shock me is if some if the insane happened and uh, the entire AFC West made the playoffs, um, because I could see, like I I don't think it's crazy that the the East only gets the Bills and the South only gets the winner of the Titans and Colts, but I also think that if uh the ravens or bengals have like a an injury to a, a big player that like m- maybe there's some some like hangover from the bengals super bowl trip or i don't know i'm just i've never crazy into the ravens so uh, i could see that happening but my last thing i wanted to get on a soapbox for very quickly this is a <laughs> i wish i would have said this earlier is the the nfl media like the people who do podcast tv preseason you know it's honestly a little disconcerting to me how natural people are saying the washington commanders if you notice neither of us have said the phrase once this podcast and i think i'm gonna make a point to not say it and it's not just because i think it's a stupid name but i don't i don't like thinking about what these people had to do to practice saying that and making it sound natural i like i'm not saying i don't want everyone to just constantly be like the washington uh oh you know well now we got to call them the commanders i'm not saying that you have to draw attention to it but like it should at least not roll off the tongue it should be like oh you know they're playing the washington um commanders and i heard someone talking about oh you know back in the day when the commanders had kirk cousins and i was like no no the, the commanders never had kirk cousins Th- those those were not the commanders yeah. <laughs> like it, it it's bothering me and i'd I know it, it will it will settle in eventually, but I I loved football team. I'm still kind of salty that's gone, and I don't like that. I just don't like it. Yeah, I I'm 100 with you. Like football team should have stuck. It was awesome. I still despise Commanders. I'm so glad Carson Wins is there. Feels like that's just so right. Um, but uh. I will say too, it's interesting because like they name changed, and so they're like Kirk Cousins played for the Commanders, right? But no one would ever say Warren Moon played for the Titans. Um, exactly. And, exactly. And so I'm trying to figure out like I guess you could make the argument about that, but like I do think that they would also probably say that. I'm trying to think of like. Uh, Like Jerry Rice played for the like Raiders, even though it was for the Oakland Raiders, right? Like they would, like yeah, it's, that's it's, true. It's like there's, which doesn't really make sense. You like, 
it's very confusing. It's very confusing. It is. And I guess oftentimes you, you're only moving cities. You're not often changing the name and staying in the same city. Right. Yeah, but it's weird. I don't like it either. It's like I, just, I would yeah. I would just rather them say Washington. Um, yeah. And like if you're saying Washington, I, I'm not upset. But like it was that one specific when I heard that guy say that about Kirk Cousins and I was just like, you, you need to you need a timeout. <laughs> like, I don't I don't like this. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I'm curious to see how my own uh, like our own language develops around them as we go through the season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I just I've, can't. I, I don't like saying it, and everyone else just agreed overnight that like because that's what it is that they're gonna say it, and I I don't like that. Yeah, I don't really. I'm with you, and it's gonna take a while to get used to. I guess we'll have to say it eventually if they do something. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, this was a good episode. This might yeah. be one of our our lengthier ones, but we had so much excitement to do, and I can't wait for. For set for Sunday, I think I'm gonna try to uh, take Rob up to see the boys, and and we'll we'll be with you in spirit overseas, oh, Spice. Yes, and I'll uh, I'm probably gonna try to I'd love to Discord, like some somehow like FaceTime or do something during oh, that yeah. opening. We will we will make that happen. Yeah, and I guess uh, Thursday is uh, yeah our wow. first game just a few days away. Yeah, so that's right. A big one, Bills Rams. Yeah, so set your lineups. I know, like we were yeah, talking about it, but it's like real. it's like actually time to set your lineup. So, yes, sir. All right, well, that's all I have uh, this week. Good luck on the season, everybody. Hope all your players stay healthy, and see you on the other side. Bye, y'all. <laughs>